Welcome to the Pokemon Raceway Podcast. We are back again for another episode here today. We are recording today, which is Friday, um, and we have one more after this, but we just got off the horn with some really fun individuals, fun young gentlemen. Um, we're switching gears to uh, a couple guys who are um, marketing managers and director of development for a um, continuing child education uh, company. So we have some pretty cool people that we're going to be talking to. This is a relatively new podcast. We got Bart and Chris. Um, I'm admitting them now into the Zoom meeting. So uh, it'll take a second for them to connect, but we'll bring them in. We'll chat with them. And these two guys, we're going to find out why they started their show. They have 23 episodes already. They did not start till June, 2020. Oh, hey, what's going on guys? Yes. How are we doing y'all? All right. So tell me what's happening right now. You guys are using a phone for to listen and then a phone to speak into. Is that what's happening? We're using one computer to speak into and hear you guys. And then we're using one so that you guys can see us. I love it. I absolutely love it. Nice. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, yeah, for sure. So we were sitting here and, and we, again, we don't, haven't seen you guys before. We, we <laughs> saw that you guys started a podcast. So we have no idea who would you look like, right? We've, we've had a couple of different people on. You guys are our seventh episode that we've done in the last, actually since this week. Um, so we're recording a bunch of them with all these NASCAR fan podcasters. And we were like, hey, these guys, you know, everyone we've been talking to is like college students or this person or that person. And we're looking at your, we're like, oh yeah, no, senior manager. Or, yeah, we're gonna be talking to some, you know, 35, 40 people my age. And all of a sudden you guys pop on. I'm like, man, these guys are young too. Like, What's going on here? But, uh, <laughs> but thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for having a podcast. Um, yeah. Introduce yourselves to the Pocono Raceway podcast listeners and tell us about your podcast and why you started it. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm Chris, uh, Chris Gibson, and this is the guy that's with me every week when we do these throughout the season, Bart. And uh, we, we just started a, a NASCAR fan podcast and it's something that we had talked about. We've both been fans for a long time, Bart longer than I, but uh, it's something that we wanted to do. We had workshopped it together and, and messaged one another to uh, try and put something together for it. And then we finally decided back in uh, March to start recording stuff and then released a few episodes all at once back in uh, June. So uh, Bart can speak a little bit better to why we did it. Yeah. So Bart Lewis, um, we just, uh, we talk so much every week about NASCAR. I mean, we were blowing up each other's phones constantly. Um, I didn't really have a whole lot of friends who liked NASCAR, and I grew up liking it. So to have somebody who liked it as much as I did, a college buddy, it was exciting to, to talk about what we think about everything, kind of voice what we, um, we think on the matters that are happening. And then just we love podcasts. We love listening to podcasts, NASCAR podcasts, especially just learning more about the sport. And that's sort of the goal that we had here is try to bring something different. So many people have podcasts that are similar. So hot takes about the current things that are going on or, or um, having guests on that you, you typically hear from on a weekly basis. But we were trying to go more at like the underbelly of the sport. So people that you don't often hear from is, is really our goal and, and learning more about the sport and just angles that people may not even realize that, that were going on from diecast making to running short tracks every weekend. And, and I must say, I mean, that's, that's part of the reason why we, we brought you guys on, right? We wanted to see, um, you know, hear from you because you guys did take a different take to your podcast. We mm -hmm. appreciate that. My, my question you guys answered already was how'd you guys meet and why'd you guys start it? Um, but I appreciate the fact that you guys are continuing this. Um, so when you, you guys said that you guys started recording and then waited and then, and then aired a bunch, isn't that correct? Yep. 
Yeah, we recorded three and then we we released those all at one time. So I think we started in May of this year at some point, maybe, yeah. maybe like mid-May, and then we released them on towards the end of June. Yep. And how long have you guys been NASCAR fans? Like, is this going back to childhood? And, 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 and when you guys met, obviously, in college, was that kind of where the friendship started? Was that built around NASCAR or was there another backstory to it? Oh, man. Uh, you know, if I, I, I'll spare a lot of the details on how we met in college, but we, we were just <laughs> good buddies. We, we met at a party, actually. It wasn't based around NASCAR, and we actually didn't know for a long time that each other were NASCAR fans. And then uh, probably towards the time that we were graduating, it, it was one of those things, and we talk about it on a few episodes, um, and we've seen a little bit of it this year. There's a, a dark side of NASCAR and some of the past that comes to surface. And we were kind of shying away from spreading that we were NASCAR fans. Um, and we knew each other for four or five years before we started talking NASCAR often. And then for his bachelor party, we went to the Coca-Cola 400 down in Daytona. So uh, that's where we really started like, oh my God, we both like this. He's been a fan since childhood. Um, I grew up and my dad was more of an F1 and sport car fan. And then I went to my first race when I lived in Atlanta, the Cracker Barrel 400 is what it was at the time. Um, so I was 2001, a little bit newer of a fan, but we really were able to connect on it. Um, wasn't based in NASCAR, but it turned into something that we love to talk about all the time. Yeah. So my dad uh, loved NASCAR growing up, so I didn't really have a choice. I was just kind of in it. And I had family that lived close to Darlington. I grew up in Western Kentucky, and so Nashville's close. And so I live here now, but we also have family in Darlington. So I got to go to Darlington at a young age, and I just really loved it. And I, and I started collecting diecasts at a young age. And I sort of fell out of it a little bit when I, when I got to high school. And it was really because I didn't have any friends that surrounded me to, to really talk about it and get excited about it. I still followed the sport and it wasn't until maybe like 2013, 14, I went to a race uh, with a buddy of mine, a uh, college buddy to Talladega. And I was just like, man, what am I doing? And I, I, and I just <laughs> would dove back right into it, just being obsessed with everything about it. Um, Gibson and I actually, uh, we call him Gibson. <laughs> we, we met at Thanks a for the house. clarification. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we, uh, we met at a house, uh, like a, party uh, party house that we we used to go to in college and the the cab drivers coined it party house number two because it was the second busiest house that they had to pick people <laughs> up from so that, that was that was how we met yeah. party house number two we just had a lot of the same mutual friends so we we were um kind of got tight-knit with all, all of our buddies and i i had the a luxury of taking 16 people to my bachelor party at, at daytona it was yeah. it was oh, wild nice. and fun yeah that's awesome. Um, I was reading on, and we'll get back to some of these stories too, but um, I was reading some of your, who, who are some of your favorite, you know, NASCAR personalities that are out there? I think you guys actually both mentioned the same, same one, but who's, who's kind of your joint one that you guys, you know, that's your go-to for information. Oh, Bob Pachris for sure. Um, you know, it, it's kind of a funny story. We hadn't had any interviews. We started this thing. Bob. We were, Get out of town. <laughs> Oh, stop it, guys. Yeah, okay, well, well, this is going to be super embarrassing. So, um, yeah, once you so connect we, everything, yeah, uh, that's a pleasant surprise. Thank you guys for that. No problem. Um, yeah, I'll wait to embarrass myself as he connects here so I can tell my there he is. story. 
Hey, Bob. So I just asked him the question. We, we started the podcast a couple minutes ago and All I right. said, uh, I said, this is, this is Chris and, and Bart here and they have a NASCAR podcast, a fan podcast that they, they started called going in tight, coming out loose. And I just said, who's your NASCAR favorite NASCAR influencer? And they were like, Bob Hawker's hands down. I was like, admit into the zoom. So they're thrilled about telling them their story. Awesome. Um, How are you guys? Before I let, before I let you, they got the old further, school uh, decoration in the back. I oh, love the series. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right, so Gibson, go ahead now. Now I'm calling you yeah. Gibson. We're best friends. That's fine. Um, <laughs> go ahead and tell us the story as to why it's embarrassing and why Bob is your go-to personality. Yeah, so when when we were starting this, we wanted to make sure we had a foundation. So we were like building the website, building the Instagram, and we released these three episodes. And uh, Bob actually posted a picture of some like impossible sausage on his Instagram. And I commented on it and I said, does this stuff actually taste real? And he was like, yeah, you've got to try and gave us a bunch of brands to try. And at that point I said, you know what I've got to do? Like, why don't we just reach out to him for an interview? And so uh, we hadn't had any interviews. We were brand new, maybe three or four episodes in, uh, we reached out to him and we tried to get him on the podcast. And he said, well, can I hear some of your guys' interviews? <laughs> And I said, we don't have those yet, but I'll get back to you once we've had a few interviews and, and hopefully we'll make it along. And then came along Kaz Grala and Howard Hitchcock at Lionel and uh, a few other guys. And um, yeah, and now this. So this is a pleasant surprise and, and we couldn't be happier and more. So Bob, Bob, sorry to throw you on the spot. Now you got to talk, but I think. That's great. Yeah, I, re I remember that when uh, when you told me about it, I kind of looked up. I'm like, oh, man, I said, uh, I've, I've got to do your podcast now. So, uh, <laughs> so I will definitely come on your podcast uh, uh, on a future date uh, to make sure that, uh, you know, now that now that you've done some interviews. So it's, uh, you know, just want somebody to at least have have done one other one before you're the first For one sure, right? to make yeah. sure that that. Uh, that uh, you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like practice. I like you know, I, I didn't I didn't want to be your Daytona road course uh, with no practice. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. And you guys, um, while I have Bob here for a minute or two, obviously Bob Bob, I reached out to Bob and I said, hey, these guys are huge fans of yours. Um, I want to bring you in just to show your appreciation. Obviously, you know, we're all fans of the sport, but when we have other fans that are out there who are doing this stuff for us and putting out content it's important because it helps Bob out. It helps me out. It helps us do what we love to do. And that's pr provide entertainment to fans. So is there any questions you have for Bob right now that you guys can come up with off the top of your head to ask them? And Bob, I'm sure will be more than happy to answer them. Or I won't be judgmental because we put you on the spot. <laughs> oh, good. I mean, for, before I have any questions, I just want to, I mean, why we like Bob so much is his dedication yes. to the sport. It's just so amazing. You don't really see that many people in the sport today that put so much detail and time into the, into what he's providing with the, the, to the fans and everybody with information. I mean, the Texas rain delay this yeah. <laughs> this year. I mean, every, every ten minutes, Bob was putting some out. I mean, I'm yeah. sure he you needed a vacation after that. So, um, <laughs> well, I mean, I figured people are people are at work, and my work is to let you know what's going on, and so you needed to know when you might need to uh, skip a little work or try to get home. So I don't, didn't want people to be wasting time trying to figure out when it was going to start. If, uh, if it's my job to let you know when it's going to start. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think one of the things that surprised us the most is just the amount of information that you deliver. Uh, you know, we've seen anytime there's a delay, it's not just, 
updating us on the delay, you go and find other information that's going on in the sport that other people wouldn't even think about. And I think when we sent you our list of questions, one of our first questions was, what developed that drive? We know you started in Daytona, but what developed the drive to not only deliver racing, but like what we like to do is deliver something different. What got you into staying up late or waiting outside the courthouse for records <laughs> and things like that? For this I, I'm, I'm just naturally curious. <laughs> like I want to know, right? Like I want to, I mean, I try to, I mean, I work for fans and for readers a lot, right? Like, I mean, I get a paycheck from somebody, but really the people the people who consume my content are readers and I try to think what do they want and so that's what that's what makes me uh that, that kind of what makes me you know want to know those things and uh you know it's it's that, that I guess that's just it's just the way it is like I, and I just you know I, I enjoy giving you all the information and that's that's what I do and and that's uh that's pretty much you know I mean can I use the word anal here? Because some people would say I'm anal retentive. Uh, so right, do you have man. to bleep that now, Kevin? Um, no. So, you know, that's, uh, good. some people would say that that is um, either, you know, that that's uh, a quality in, in this business. I just kind of remember things and I try to remember to, to, uh, to, you know, keep trying to harp on people to, to tell me things, right? Not try to give up and say, you know, okay, you won't tell me this. I've got to wait until I'm told. I just want to keep going and trying to find out uh, find out the information for y'all. So we read we read that you would dig into like court records to find mm -hmm. to to go that far to find a story. Like, what's the craziest thing you've ever done to to get a story? <laughs> the craziest thing? I don't. I mean, I won't say I've gone dumpster diving, but <laughs> like if I walk by a trash can and I see. Uh, I remember back in the day, here's one for you. I guess this this has to be beyond the statute of limitations, but before <laughs> before NASCAR's drug policy was was public and before they put it in the rule book, um, I was actually walking by a trash can in the garage and saw someone had, I guess NASCAR passed out to a crew members or something, the, the, the drug po testing policy that was back in the day and it was in the garbage. And I said, oh, I could use that. So <laughs> I'm not beyond... Um, uh, you know, if I see something and that, I mean, and that's totally legal, right? It's in the garden. Yeah. It's in a public area. I'm not going on somebody's <laughs> private property, but, uh, if it's, if, it, you know, I, I, I did snatch something out of the garbage once. Yes. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, one of the things that we ask it, like everybody who comes on our podcast, we ask it, was it the dream when you were a kid, was your dream being a NASCAR reporter or was it, uh, something that you developed a passion for in NASCAR and journalism took you there? Yeah, I, I would say I'm, a, I mean, I, I've had the dream to be a reporter for a long time. You know, I would say in high school, you know, that's kind of what I wanted to do. I didn't know whether it be sports or, or anything else. I didn't know, I grew up in Indianapolis. So my, I moved there when I was 10. My parents grew up in New York. So I was a stick and ball person, IndyCar person, didn't really have a whole lot. My introduction to NASCAR was Days of Thunder. And then uh, when I started working for the Daytona paper in 1991, that's really when I started learning about NASCAR. And, uh, you know, and it just kind of, if, you, if, you're in, if you're in or near Daytona, you're going to get a, a little bit of NASCAR <laughs> or a lot of bit of NASCAR. And that's, uh, that's where that interest began. Cool. 
Awesome. Well, I don't think off the top of my head, I can think of anything else. I'm a little, uh, uh, my cheeks are probably feeling a little bit warm right now. <laughs> expecting it, but, um, That's yeah. an impressive display of Chase Elliott. Uh, is that Chase Elliott um, uh, yeah. diecast you guys got there? Two Chase and one Noah. Yeah. Uh, one, okay. Yeah. We interviewed Howard Hitchcock and they were nice enough to send over uh, their, NAS, uh, their NASCAR Authentics Noah Gragson car too both of us so that was cool but bart's got a pretty impressive collection over here all right oh, cool check that out and very cool bob, appreciate that for sure mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah um bob appreciate you coming on man thank you so much for popping over here for sure thanks for having me and you guys have my email because we corresponded so send me an email and we'll figure out a time to get me on your podcast for a full episode all right awesome. thanks bob thank all right you. thank you thanks, bob. have a good one man so that was Bob. I figured we'd uh, bring him <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and introduce him to you guys. Um, yeah. You know, I didn't, I, the best part about this whole thing was the fact that <laughs> you guys asked me to be on your show and he said, no, um, yeah. that was, that, I'm sorry that I embarrassed Bob a little bit, probably embarrassed yourselves. But at the end of the day, um, I was glad to bring him on and make that connection. And now, you know, he's going to do the podcast. So well, we had a crawl, we had to crawl before we could run. And I, yeah. I feel his pain. Like if he got on here, we were just like, uh, uh, Bob, yeah. <laughs> What are you doing? Yeah, Bob? he uh, it, it was kind of one of those swing for the fences and see if it goes. And we were just honored that he responded to us. Uh, and he went back back and forth with us a couple times. But uh, I was a journalism major myself. So I knew it was going to be a long stretch to get, you know, one of the foremost people in the sport to be on the podcast for our Bob, first. Guest. Bob's probably the night one of the nicest guys I met, but he's one of the most he's very popular. I remember when so. <laughs> I handle the social media poking raceway and my first tweet up, uh, Kevin Heaney used to handle the, uh, social media. So we do the tweet ups right at the track. And right. my first tweet up that I did alone and Bob Pockers was there. I was a little bit nervous. I was like, <laughs> you know what, this guy's a big deal. And like, if I don't, if I'm just up there rambling and Bob's like, why did I come to this? Like, that's not going to look good on me. So I, I definitely hear you. Bob's got an innate ability. I've, 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 I've been working in the sports in 2005 and, and Bob has always been the type of person where even if the answer is no, he's going to answer the question and then he won't forget. He mm -hmm. honestly, if you were on our podcast next year and you still didn't get Bob on, Bob would be like, no, I don't know these guys. Yeah. They, I mean, when I emailed Bob and said, Hey, these guys, he's like, Oh, I know who they are. <laughs> and he knew he just has an innate ability of knowing these things. He's, he's very good at what he does. Um, oh, but sure. I said, I, I'm appreciative that he came on. Um, and I just wanted to give you guys kind of, that was our way of saying, Hey, we know some people in this industry. He's one of the people you look up to. Let's see if we can get him on the show for you. So we're glad we were able to do that for you. Yeah, thank um, you. That was let's get cool. back. Let's get back to, um, college house party, party house number two. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, besides, so how did your NASCAR fandom together start to kind of formulate to the point where, you know, a couple of years removed from college now is the time let's start a podcast. Yeah, it was really the bachelor party that really kicked it all off. Uh, like I said, 16 people. I didn't, a lot of these people, they didn't know anything about NASCAR. They didn't, they'd never been to a race before. And I was just so excited to get them there because once you experience a race for yourself, the smells, the speed, the environment that you're in, it's such a shocking wow moment that typically will create some fans. So I've got buddies that went that are still following it to this day, didn't follow it a day in their life before that. They just know Jeff Gordon and Dale Earnhardt, and that's all there is to it. And so Gibson took to it a little bit more since he had been to a race before and knew about the sport, and that kind of jump-started him 
to, to like it a lot more. And for us talking daily about what was going on, what we thought about different stuff, news comes out, we're like, whoa, did you see this? And then that just escalated to the point where like, this is consuming our life. We should <laughs> go start a podcast and kind of uh, swing for something a little different that's not in the marketplace right now. What is the best diecast you have? Because I feel like Kevin, I may have stole Kevin Teal's question here, um, but like, what's the here what's the best pot? Go ahead, go ahead and grab that thing, man. I want to see what what <laughs> what what prize possession is. Oh man, yeah. this, this is tough, but I I think I, I know which one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Gibson, since we're not at your house, what do you have diecast of your own as well? I do. So I wasn't uh, as big of a collector. I've I've been a sports fan all my life and my basement, I've got some die casts. I've got newspapers. I was born in Denver from when the Broncos won all their Super Bowls. So I'm collecting a lot of stuff. Um, I just started collecting die casts. I've got one that was signed by Alex Bowman. That's pretty sweet and cool. And then obviously, even though it's uh, an Xfinity uh, die cast, the Noah Gragson one that was sent, um, when we were talking to Howard Hitchcock, he said, you know, these things, you, you don't want to use them as a college investment or anything like that. They'll bring as much happiness to you as uh, you see value in them. And it was pretty cool that he came on our podcast very early on uh, in our podcast and sent us those. So um, that, that's just another cool one to have down there as well. So, All right, what do we got here? Bart. I think this one is probably the worth the most. It's the 25th anniversary sign, Dale Earnhardt Revel diecast. Um, nice. So this one's um this was only one of like a thousand or so made uh, so i i would say this is probably worth a few hundred dollars um, but tell him tell him how you got this thing so i'm like he didn't I'm, pay a few hundred dollars i'm on facebook thing. marketplace like every day scouring <laughs> <laughs> to see what i can get and so a lot of people they, they don't really know what they have and i don't you know i'm not going to tell them but <laughs> so i only paid 40 dollars for that um oh wow yeah and uh, some other ones, uh, some I think it's seventy-eight or seventy-nine is Dale Earnhardt or um, Daryl Waltrip Bank um, Gatorade car, and then we got Davy Allison ninety-two Havilland car. So I've got a lot, but uh, <laughs> uh, these are a couple of my favorites. No diecast is cool, and I think I think uh, as I've kind of um, grown in the sport here, you know, I collected some when I was growing up as a kid, but now like now I'm looking. Uh, I I've started a Jeff Gordon collection because he's my favorite driver growing up. So now I have about 25 to 35 cars. My fiance hasn't told me to uh, package them up yet. And, and hide <laughs> them, So they're still, uh, they're still in the bookshelf behind me. So we'll see how long that lasts. Growing up, uh, Hendrick has always been my favorite. So Gordon was obviously a, one of my favorites and I've got a, a, a life-size cutout of him. I've got a few. There you go. You sign cars. So. Um, I saw a I saw a dog popping up. Who's yeah, dog yeah. guest star? That's my my dog Larry. He's uh, just popping in, to make sure that we're all right here. <laughs> you got, are you? Got, I'm, I'm assuming you're in some sort of basement or man cave. Yeah. So we we lived in a really my wife and I lived in a really small apartment in downtown Nashville, and so we were able to move into the suburbs in February, and uh, it has a basement. So that's that was like thing number one is make this thing into a man cave. <laughs> you're from you're not from nashville originally right no i'm from a town called paducah it's two hours north of here in western kentucky it's pretty small like a hundred thousand people and and chris where are you from uh i live in independence kentucky which is in okay. northern kentucky right south of cincinnati so 
And do you guys get together to do your show? Um, like you guys get together or this just happened to be a weekend where you guys were going to be together. Yeah. So, uh, Bart's birthday was earlier this week, so oh, I decided. Birthday. Happy birthday! Thank yeah. you, thank you. Yeah, he'll have a walker soon. Um, <laughs> he, he uh, yeah, so it was his birthday, and I had the opportunity to come down and hang out. And uh, when we started this, it was during COVID and everything, so everybody was like locked in their house. Um, but it's been awesome. We we feel like we see each other all the time because we're doing Zoom calls uh, all throughout the week. And what's the uh, what's your favorite episode that you guys have actually shot in terms of so far? Like, what's the what's the episode where you were? In fact, let me take that back. We'll get to that episode next. What's the episode where you guys realized in the midst of the podcast we have something here? This is a lot of fun. This may take off and may get some recognition from a place like Pocono Race, but it be on their off season podcast. I think it was when we interviewed Kaz Garala. Just being able to uh, first of all, he said yes to a podcast that had like a hundred followers on Twitter. (laughs) So the fact that he was willing to never say no. And we really learned about him and his work ethic and why he did say yes, because everything he does is is a stepping stone to get him where he wants to be. And he's never going to say no to an opportunity to tell people about him and just the getting to know him and knowing not really a whole lot about him and the high that I was on. And I'm sure you, after we interviewed him, it was just so cool. Uh, to, because before that, I mean, we we're just chitter chatting about the sport, trying to highlight different topics people didn't know about. But uh, once we had a real guest, it was like, man, this this is real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kaz was super cool, and it, it kind of highlighted what we we're trying to do and bring somebody to you that you might not hear uh, on from on every single Sunday, and also highlight things in the sport that people don't know about, like a young driver like Kaz reaching out and sending hundreds of emails a night trying to, or a week to try and get sponsors and be able to get himself a ride. And then the struggle that he was going through with um, RCR and trying to make it a full-time ride and things like that. It's just uh, something that you don't hear about a lot because you see Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin and uh Jimmy Johnson and all these guys who have big contracts, fat contracts. And if their contract comes up, they're automatically going to land a ride. They, they can carry sponsorships everywhere. So that was really cool uh, to be able to hear that side of the sport and bring that to people. In terms of uh, now, now besides the CAS one, um, was there anything that you guys have done in the last year where it was just so comical that you want to bring up that story again? Um, I, I have something in front of me, something about Ferelli tires. Is that correct? Yeah, Ferelli tires. Uh, so that that's like entirely embarrassing. We were doing an episode about tires, trying to connect some like newer fans to something that they can understand. I mean, everybody's got tires on their cars. So we were trying to dive in a little bit to that. And we do this true false segment and Bart went through and I just fired off Ferelli. And he said, you mean Pirelli? And if you look at the logo, I wish I had brought like a sign with me or something. The P is way extended over the whole word. Uh-huh. And so my vision was cutting it off right when I moved <laughs> from the F to the, or the P to the I, and it looks like an F. And so I, I kid you not, like I've, I've been, watching formula one i've watched their drive to survive i've watched all this stuff not and i've heard pirelli and it's just gone i mean there's not much in my brain to begin with so it's easy to miss things going on but uh that was pretty embarrassing and 
it was one of those things where we, we were editing it down and I'm like, no, nah, I got to leave that in there because that's just a real lifelong mistake I've been making. And Bart, what about on your end? What's the, what's the, what's the, but the most embarrassing thing that's happened so far? Well, I'm going to He's done, but what, what have you done that's been embarrassing? I'm going to have to unfortunately say it, and it's the name Matt Kinsis. I cannot say his name to save my life. <laughs> you like, wrote that in here, and I was like, I hope he brings that up. If not, I have to. I can't yeah. say it. I don't know. What, I'm tripping over my teeth. Just Matt Kinsis. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> there's one of our episodes. We like to take some of our funny bits and put them up at front of the episode just to kick things off and give people a little laugh. And uh, I got quite frustrated with him, like set, trying to sound it out. And it was, uh, it, okay. it was pretty funny. So yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> right. So Christy, Christy's relatively new. She's been probably NASCAR fan for what, three years now. Now you work in the industry. Two. Is there anyone, two years, is there anyone in the, is there any names that, that have given you kind of that, his, you know, as Bart's Matt, Matt Kansas issues? I don't think so. Not even uh, like Matty D. No, yeah. Matt Benedetto. No. Oh wow. Oh, she's got it. <laughs> yeah, she's got. She's. I feel like I've just been fully emerged in here. You know, you just got to get it down. You just have to do it. You just have For to sure. figure it out some way. I think Tim, maybe the you? only one. Well, I have one. Maybe. Um, I would say if I had to choose one, maybe Brad Kozlowski. The whole Kozlowski mm-hmm. part of his last name. I don't know. I think he would be the one. What about you, Teal? Anyone that's. No, I, you know me. I, I'm a. I watch every single race that's on TV throughout the weekend. I mean, speaking of Brad Kozlowski, I still don't know how to spell his name. So anytime there's a broken <laughs> race play, or luckily his last name is his Twitter handle, so I'm good with that. But if I have to spell it out, I do have to look it up so I don't don't spell it out. That's actually one of my biggest fears is spelling a driver. If I'm actually typing out a driver's name, is is spelling the driver's name wrong because you never want to be called out for that. That would be. That'd be terrible. Poking a raceway is not spelling a driver's name right. <laughs> I would agree with that. Also, I don't think I remember. Or like, I've asked Teal so many times. I'm like, is it with Elliot? Is it two T's, one T, one L, oh, two yeah. L's? Mm-hmm. What is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I always look it up just to make sure, and like I copy and paste it off of, of something. <laughs> I used to spell Jimmy, I used to spell Jimmy's Jimmy Johnson's name with a Y mm. for a long time. I mean, when we were doing promotional stuff with them, those first couple of years I worked here, I. And I worked at Hendrick Motorsports. And I still couldn't put the I and the E of the name, man. Finally, yeah, like his, his business manager was like, Kev. I was like, yeah, he's like, IE, man. Like, you worked, you worked at Hendrick Motorsports for an entire summer on the low show car program. You saw his name every day and you still can't spell it right. Oh, man. So I want to get back to you guys on, um, you know, what's your favorite thing about NASCAR is? And, and you and you started to allude to it, Bart, about the, the smells and the sounds and everything like that. But what has continually brought you back year after year? I think it's just for me, it's the nostalgia of loving it since I was a little kid and the history of it, just knowing so much about it and seeing the sport continue on. It just excites me. Every speed weeks, I'm just like a little kid that gets super excited. Every time I go to Daytona and Talladega, I, I get super excited. Um, short tracks like Bristol in Darlington, Martinsville, all these historic racetracks that you see. Um, it just, uh, I don't know, it warms my heart. I feel like, I feel like a kid on Christmas. I don't have that excitement for Christmas. So uh, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's, I don't know. I guess that's where my excitement comes from. And just, uh, it's something that I always shared with my dad. Um, so just having that bond uh, for us to, to love something together, it just made me love it even more. What about you, Chris? 
Um, I think mine, as I've just steeped myself into it, uh, obviously going to a race when I was really, really young uh, back in 2001 was awesome and it immediately got me hooked. But, you know, when it comes to, I forgot what I, I responded to you all in the original question, but uh, I, one of the things that I really like is just the technical aspects of it. I'm not a car guy, but uh, figuring out the rules packages, seeing everything change, seeing the changes that they make um, that don't as upset me as much as they do some people, uh, moving of the numbers and single lug nuts seem to get people in fits. And I just think it's cool to see the sport constantly trying to progress and, um, you know, France and uh, Steve Phelps just constantly pushing the envelope to bring the fans something different. I think it's awesome. Yeah, no, that's I, honestly, I think that it bring everyone has a different reason for being fans of the sport. Um, and I think that shows in your guys' podcast. So for your podcast, going in tight, coming out loose, what's next? What's the next thing you guys want to do? What do you want to continue to do? Um, kind of what does the, the season two of this podcast look like in your eyes? We'd like to just continue on with these interviews for people that we don't even really know. I know we have our eye on some folks that we can hopefully get on to share their story in the coming year. We'd also like to do uh, sort of like uh, stories. Um, so just bringing uh, sort of a read with a layover of music, sort of like what you'd find on a YouTube video uh, to a podcast. And we've got some ideas in mind there. Uh, especially talking about uh, how Chris doesn't get upset about new changes that people make. They're like, this, yeah. <laughs> stock, it's stock car racing. You and you, this isn't a stock car. Well, it's never been stock car racing. <laughs> they've been trying to build these things into something um, ever since they started. They've never been a stock car, not one time, not ever. So um, that would, that's one uh, story that I have uh, that I want to bring with Red Byron. Um, and, and just souping up cars in the back of his garage and, yeah. and how he was cutting corners from, since day one. And, and so is everyone else. Um, the, the I don't know if you guys listened to uh, Dale Jr. download the last one with Daryl Waltrip finally talking about the things that he was doing to cheat yeah. and yeah. dropping drop <laughs> lead out of the car and, and, and actually hearing a driver admit that that's what they're doing. I mean, that stuff is cool. That's part of the sport. If, if, you're, if you're not cheating, you're not trying to win NASCAR. <laughs> That's the truth. That's the truth. What about you, Chris? Yeah. I mean, one of the things that we, we love is the history. So one of the things, one of the stories that I'm looking to bring um, is going to be about kind of called whiskey bent and title bound. Um, you know, there's all these people who are huge names in the sport that it, it, when you come into it now, they're glorified as these awesome racers. Um, but there's this huge tie back to to moonshine and there's all this era of prohibition that um, not only drove running of the cars, but um, it drove these people and the money from it drove these guys to become some of the most successful title contenders, champions and owners. And so I think really our focus this next season, in addition to we're still gonna be bringing our true false segments, still gonna be bringing hot takes when we've got them and silly season stuff, which we both love, but really bringing stories that um, kind of shed light on that underbelly, just like our interviews, um, things you might not hear about every single Sunday, but uh, something that educates everybody about the sport that we all love. And do you guys do any, have you guys gotten any giveaways with your listeners yet or anything along those lines? Yeah, we've been giving away uh, some swag. We've got hats and cups and koozies. Um, we've also given away a few die cast cards, yep. so we're going to continue on with that. 
Cool. Um, I think we have something that might be able to be pretty good for your crew. Chris, do you want to tell them what we're going to give? Yeah, as, as appreciation um, for you guys being NASCAR fans, having a NASCAR podcast and promoting the sport, uh, we want to give you guys free tickets to the 2021 NASCAR doubleheader as giveaways to your fans. So you'll be in contact with Kevin for more details about that, but that's awesome. it's all on you. Nice. And in addition to that, we want to bring you and a guest each um, out to the doubleheader. So we want you guys to come. So not only are you going to give them out to your fan base, um, we're going to have you guys come out and hopefully come and enjoy the race. But there's a potential we might put you to work um, a little bit. Uh, we, uh, we've been talking to all these podcasters and there seem really interested in continuing to meet and, and greet with fans. So we may have a NASCAR fan podcast area in fanfare this year to where you have an hour long show, pop on in and by the guest that you want, we'll give you a time slot. We'll give you the setup. You just show up and talk um, and you guys can record it. We'll get the audio for you and you can kind of count it towards your show. But I figured that'd be really cool if we did something along those lines mix it up for between sure. what we want to see at the track. So we wanted to see you at Pocono Raceway in June this year. So mark that weekend as a weekend for, you know, hanging out, uh, not in the basement. We want you here. We want you here. <laughs> <at the track. laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We've been waiting to be able to get back to the track for, I guess, eight months now. So it's, uh, that's definitely awesome. We appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you, you so much. We'll no problem. We, oh, good. That's good to hear. We <laughs> like people who work for their tickets. Um, again, we appreciate everything you guys do. Um, and, and continue this podcast, right? Keep it going. If there's anything we could do to help you out, you have my email, reach out. Um, you know, we're always, we're always down to chat up. We're always down to join your podcast. We have our president, our CEO. Um, our CEO is, is, you know, part of the Mattioli fam family. So he literally, they've started this place and built it from the ground up. So uh, we're here to help you and we're here to continue to spotlight you. And, and um, thank you guys for doing all you do and, and for the great podcast content you're putting out. Yeah. Th thank you guys for having us. And, um, you know, we've got, we're still building everything, but you know, people can always follow us on Twitter and Facebook and, uh, Instagram. We're fans of memes. So, uh, if you need a good laugh, aren't we all there. fans of memes? Aren't we all? Yeah. Fans of memes? <laughs> yeah. Especially during quarantine. It's the only thing that keeps us going. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Perfect. And we'll make sure we have your guys' handles and all your URLs below the podcast once we air it. And uh, cool. again, guys, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Now, can you bring us on every week and just surprise us? With <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Surprise we'll bring you guys that all the time. Like, this, is like, this is like being on Oprah, must feel like. <laughs> uh, man. But thank you guys again for um, being part of the show and uh, taking some time out. Go enjoy your birthday weekend. Have a couple of beers. Um, think about us, man, because we're, we're, we're definitely – I have a new newborn, so I'm not drinking any beer this weekend. Oh. Have one for me. Um, but you guys have a blast, and we'll be chatting with you real soon. We'll definitely talk to you more about the tickets and stuff like that as we move forward through the year, too. Cool. Awesome. Thanks a lot, folks. Thank you. Nice to meet hey, all guys. of you guys. Well, that was a lot of fun talking to uh, Chris and Bart. That was – those guys are a ton of fun, a ton of laughs. Um, I need to listen to their podcast more. I'm not going to lie. I listen to a couple snippets, but I, they're going to be part of my weekly podcast game because they're, they're fun to listen to. Yeah. I was, I was just saying, um, you know, if, if uh, I didn't work at Pocono Raceway, I could very well see myself. I were about the same age. I feel like I, I, that could be me right there. So that's, that's probably <laughs> what I'd be doing. I think they have real jobs, Kev. I think they do this for fun. Well, I'd have, a, I'd have another job. I'd hope. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> 
I like to think I'm a good podcaster, but we always, we've been saying that we're not the best. So I, you know, I'd hope I'd have another job and, you know, I'd, I'd still be wanting to talk NASCAR because I'm a big fan. So good for I mean, them. I, I think that's cool for them. I feel like it's pretty easy too if we want to do some crossover stuff with them moving forward with their podcast, with their, with their diecast cars. I mean, that's, I, I texted you guys. I was like, where's JJ? Like, right again. We're here's another episode, episode number eight. JJ's Who? not nowhere. JJ's nowhere to be found. Uh, but he, this would have been, this would have been in his wheelhouse, man. Right. What's the limitations when we give up on this uh, fourth host? Oh, I don't know. I, I did. Don't, I, I sent him, I sent him a picture of Bob because I knew he'd be excited to see Bob and he didn't, he didn't open it. So I think he's busy. You know, when he listens back on these episodes, he's going to be like, I really wish I was there. Just like the one we had a couple of oh, days ago. He's like, yeah. man, I really wish I was on that one. It's like, well, what are you doing, JJ? What are you doing? <laughs> he's on vacation. But I mean, we're on, we're on vacation sometimes. It doesn't stop us from tweeting, right, Kev? No, you. I was on uh, vacation the other day. I was on my birthday and I got on a meeting and you're like, what are you doing on this <laughs> meeting? And I'm like, you know, I'm bored. <laughs> Well, everyone needs to listen to uh, Going In Tight, Coming Out Loose with um, Chris, a.k.a. Gibson, and Bart, um, two college friends that have hit it off, love the NASCAR world, and um, have an awesome podcast, to be honest. So listen to them. As Chris, you will say, you got to do what? Like, share, rate, subscribe, all the above. All the et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, well, listen to this episode. Listen to the next episode. Listen to their podcast. We, we're going to keep rolling on here with NASCAR fan podcasters. We have one more show, hopefully with another special guest. We'll see how that happens. And we'll see if JJ joins this episode. I, I don't know. He might. Who knows? We'll see. Let's listen next. Enjoy. Hey.